got one. I got one draft down so far. Shout out to 12 Cal. I know you're listening. Um, I had my first fantasy draft this past weekend in person, and I felt excited because I've been playing fantasy football hmm, for at least. Man, I can't really, I can't really put a, can't really put a year on. I can't remember the year. I put it like this: it was a year where the Giants opened up against. Who did they open up against? Was it Tampa Bay? It was either Tampa Bay, because it wasn't against Brady. Brady, and obviously Brady wasn't playing against Tampa, uh, playing with Tampa Bay at the time. But it was it was like a Monday night football. It was either a Monday night or a Sunday night football game. And it was when Eli and 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 twelve Cal. Let me know if you remember this game. It was it was the year where Eli went back and forth with. I forgot who the other team was. I really do. I would. I really wish I could remember. But they went back and forth. I think he threw like five touchdowns that game. Five or six touchdowns that game. He went off. <clears throat> and that was also so a little fun fact. My first time playing fantasy football, the first player, this is crazy that I'm saying this right now. Y'all going to laugh at me. But I was inexperienced and I never had played before. And nobody ever told me the ropes. Um, I started listening to fantasy football podcasts after that. I didn't know the, I didn't know the in, ins and outs. I didn't have no strategy book, none of that shit. I had no insight on fantasy football at the time, but, and I used to hear about fantasy football all the time, but I used to get it confused with the fantasy, uh, the fantasy option that you could pick on Madden. And I never did like it. Cause it's like, yo, I'm the Raiders and I got, you know, Brett Favre and Randy Moss and Charles Woodson on the same team. Like if that, I don't think that'd ever be possible if I made some trades, but yo, I would literally have a team like that on Madden. I didn't like it. Cause it was just, it wasn't realistic. But then shortly after that, I realized that that's separate. You know what I'm saying? The fantasy football and, and nowadays it's just all about the money. I think back in the day, it was a little bit more wholesome because I used to hear people, you know, that used to play it, you know, back in the day. And this one, I did my study and my research and, I, and obviously talking to people who've done fantasy football back in the day. They had to wait until um, <clears throat> the newspaper. They got they had to go get the newspaper. This was before, you know, Sports Center, ESP, all that shit took off. Niggas had to go to the actual newspaper to get the stats. Just imagine the errors that was in the in the in the in the newspaper because they've had errors, you know, within the past couple of years where they had to go back and adjust some stats and things like that. Yeah, shit is crazy. So just imagine getting the newspaper and you had to physically write the stats down and add it up like that. Fantasy football has come a long way. You know, we got apps now. Anyhow, my first player that I've ever drafted in fantasy football was Eli Manning. <laughs> I know y'all niggas is laughing, dog. Now, that is crazy. The first ever player that I've ever drafted. And again, I had no knowledge of the game at the time, but I'll t- I take it as, because I actually made it to the playoffs. Because it's, it's almost, unless you happen to be, I think the only quarterbacks that ever went in the first round was Pat Mahomes. Like, undeniable. They was like, yeah, you got to snatch him in the first round. Right. 
Outside of that, I've seen other people make mistakes and draft a quarterback in the first round. As important as that position is, is also important. And I'm not about to go through this. Y'all can go, y'all can go listen to, y'all can go on YouTube. Y'all can go uh, and listen to a podcast where they can, you have professionals that actually get paid to break down these strategies and what they help you build a great roster or a draft or a draft class, I should say. But you, you very, you rarely, almost never draft a quarterback in the first round. Like there's no quarterback. Pat Mahomes, I think it was just about the hype. But even considering back then, when you know when he was like, and he's still young. I'm saying it like he's been in the league for a long time. But at the time, like no, no, you don't draft any quarterback in the first goddamn round. Unless I, I will honestly say this. Michael Vick will probably be the only quarterback that I would ever consider drafting in the first round. Maybe Randall Cunningham. You know what I'm saying? All my fantasy players will understand why. Pat Mahomes? Nah. But he was, though. Arguably, like, he was the best quarterback to draft in the first round over anybody. Um, That's just a joke on me because I drafted Eli Manning. And even at the time, Eli Manning wasn't even one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. <clears throat> Anyhow, my roster somewhat made up for it because I ended up making the playoffs that year and almost almost made it to the championship. But I, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I almost made it to the championship or I did make it to the championship and lost. One or the other. Anyhow, I gotta ask my barber because it was in his uh, it was in his league. But again, that, that my first draft league was with my barber. You know, he's a Cowboys fan. And it was at the barbershop. I thought that was dope, you know. Uh, this time it was uh, with a co-worker of mine. And it was at like a pizza joint. It was called the Pizza Straw or some some shit like that. And it, it, it when you walk in, you can tell it's been like some upgrades throughout the years. I read some of the reviews. They said it was like a nostalgic feeling or whatever. I guess it's been there for a while. Um, and it does give you that. It does give you that shakies type of vibe, you know. And obviously, we had the area with the, with the, uh, with the flat screen, and I think there there was a preseason game going on. I forgot was it Philly and the Browns? It was the Browns and some. The Browns was playing somebody, and it was preseason. But we did the draft live, and I thought that was dope. I'm not sure if I. I know I have two more drafts coming up. I'm not sure if they're in person. I want to say both of them are online. I like the online version because nowadays we just are not, we're not, and, and, and it's, it's smart to have it on a Sunday or at least like a Friday night, unless it's just too close to a uh, football season because cats travel a lot for football season to, you know, go to some of these games. I myself go to Vegas for uh college football opening weekend. So, you know, <clears throat> there's that, but it's just you got to have it in a strategic uh, type of way, but I love it. I love the feeling of actually going there, putting your name on the on 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 the paper, and saying this is who I'm drafting. And it was dope, man. It was dope. Now I want to go through my roster real quick before I get to my other my other two topics. Uh, it was a stressful draft. I think I got a good roster. I ended up drafting Stefan Diggs first. Um, uh. And the reason why I had to, because I got Jefferson from from the Vikings, and I didn't get too much negative um, backlash about my roster. You know, it was a, it's a ten team league, 
and I was in the eighth spot. So I had to do what I had to do. And a snake, right? So in the snake position, um, you know, my pick is coming right back. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to go through nine. You're going to go through ten. But the thing is, the tenth team gets gets two picks back to back. And that was hurting me. That was hurting me. Um, I, And I'm not sure if there's really a sweet spot in the league. Maybe early, like maybe that second, third, fourth spot. I mean, everybody wants to be number one, but that number one gives you a lot of, it's a lot of pressure because you don't really, are you going to go with the top receiver or are you going to go with the top running back? That's basically what it's going to be. Top receiver or top running back. You know, and it also depends on uh, what the style of the league, you know what I'm saying? The format of the league, I should say. And this is a PPR league. So I'm stacked with receivers. I got Jefferson. I got Diggs. I got Winfro. I got uh, I got Robinson the third. That that, that just got got over here to L.A. with the Chargers. Um, I got a squad, man. I, as far as receivers, as far as my running backs, yes, I'm a Raiders fan, and I'm aware of I'm aware of uh how thin the running backs are, you know, but I do got easy. E. I got Ezekiel Elliott. I got Josh Jacobs. I got Kareem hunt. Now there was two players that I wanted so fucking bad. 12 Cal. I wanted Nick Chubbs, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know Kareem hunt wants to get traded, but I he's still on the roster and that's a hell of a running back. I wanted Nick Chubbs. He got picked. He got picked up right before I could get him. Um, and then uh, coming on the way back, on the low end, on the low end, if you can see number nine, well, I, I might post the, the actual draft board, not the whole team, but you'll definitely see my team and the other teams that surrounded, uh, uh, that, that surrounded me. But I wanted to pick up, um, what you call it, uh, D-Hop. I wanted to pick, pick up Hopkins. He suspended for six games. He won't be back until uh, week seven. And that's still a good pickup late in the rounds, like maybe late somewhere around, I would say, I would get Hopkins somewhere around 10, 10 or 11. You know what I'm saying? Because he is a suspended player, um, but somebody snatched him right before I could get him, you know? But like I said, I got a decent squad. I got Diggs, I got Jefferson, I got Ezekiel Elliott. Um, now my quarterback, you know, I had to go get Josh Allen. I had to go get, that's my, that's, that's the pick I'm proud of the most. I was forced to pick a quarterback in the fourth round. I wanted to wait. I wanted to see how far down I could get. You know what I'm saying? Because remember I'm at the eighth spot. So yeah, when you already down there around seven, nine, I'm good. Cause I know what's coming right back to me. Either, either I'm next or that ninth one is coming right back to me right after 10, but I cannot take that chance. So I had to hurry up and get a quarterback in the fourth round. I wanted to last because a lot of quarterbacks went, went like in like six or seven, like Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, quarterbacks like that. Hell, I even got a starting quarterback, Trey Lance for the Niners. I got him. I got him in like the, the 11th round. You know what I'm saying? Cause you need a backup quarterback. That's off top. Um, the good thing about this, let's put it like this. The good thing about, about drafting late in the rounds is that you'll have a better chance of getting a quarterback than a running back. That's basically what it is. 
You want now however, however you're gonna do your strategy, that's your stat your that's your strategy. Some have put a, put all their eggs into their receivers. Everybody knows how important it is to have some running backs. But we already know in, in, in today's league, there's not a lot of running backs. There's not a lot of third uh three down running backs. You know what I'm saying? And it shouldn't really, because you gotta share the load. You know what I mean? And then it's a plus to have a running back that can catch out of the backfield. But Christian McCaffrey won't stay injured. I mean, he won't stay healthy. You know what I mean? And he, and, and man, when he tell when I tell you, I've wasted. Now that's now how many first round picks have I had out of all the leagues? I played in a gang of different leagues, and I would probably say I've had the luxury of picking first and maybe three, somewhere around three or four. Christian McCaffrey was definitely Christian McCaffrey was definitely a number one pick for me at one point. And it didn't it didn't it didn't pan out at all. But yeah, running backs are important, dog. Running backs are important, but it's not that many, because it's so many, but it's not that many starters. There's not that many elite starters. If you if if you if you can somehow understand what that means. And then, like I said, I got Josh Jacobs, I got Ezekiel Elliott, both of them somewhat injury prone. You know, so I remember the guy who was picking like earlier in around like he may have been like the third or fourth pick. He pick up he picked up Dallas backup, which is Pollard, uh, backup running back for Dallas. And I'm what I did was I put insurance on Jacobs. I drafted the other two backs, Kenyon Drake and a rookie, Z- uh, Zaire White. And I think he's going to do big things, but I don't know. It could be a wasted roster spot. I could have another running back on that depth chart. But I choose to have extra insurance on Josh Jacobs. I definitely would have got Tony Pollard if he didn't get picked up, but he didn't land in my lap. Gabriel Davis was another one on my radar. He got snatched up. Yeah, I'm out there. So that was my first one before I get to the next two. All of them are money leagues, too. Uh, All of them cost 100 to get in. Boy, when I tell you, boy, 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 I got to hit one. At least to make my money back, because that's three hundred. And on top of that, two out of the three leagues charged for adding drops and trades. So it was a little bit of a hiccup. Monday, I go and check my roster because it was they they were manually input by the commissioner. And I go and I see on my on my bench, I got Winfro. I got I got four. No, I got three Raiders on my bench. I got uh, Trey Lance. And who else? Kareem Hunt. And I want to say I had another person that I can't really think of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had Parker from um, from the Dolphins, receiver. Why, when I go check my roster, I got uh, um, I got Jacoby Brissett. And, and don't get me wrong. I like Jacoby Brissett, not even just as a fantasy quarterback, but as a starter. I think... I think Jacoby Brissett is a hell of a starter, right? And I know what they're going through over there with Cleveland, but I didn't put him on the bench and I didn't draft him. And then I look, I said, wait, I'm missing somebody. I was missing Jacoby, uh, I mean, Josh Jacobs. I was missing Josh Jacobs. And I'm like, yo, I had to hit the commissioner up. And and everybody in the league, because you have to bid on, you got to bid on the players after that. And, 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 and it's money. So they was like, yeah, I was definitely about to bid on Josh Jacobs. I was wondering why he was on the free agency list. I said, oh, no, buddy. He got drafted. That's why it's always good. Look, look, if you're going to do a draft in person, make sure you record everything. Obviously, that's going to be a duh. 
but record the board. Make a video. You know what I'm saying? Yell out your picks. Write your shit down. You know what I mean? Because just like that, if you're not paying attention, that, that's a human error right there. But I was on it. So shout out with that team, man. Um, we got some tough teams in there. We got some tough teams in there. I'm, I, I, I got a, I got a steady squad though. though my, that bye week is gonna kiss, is, is gonna kick my ass with the Buffalo Bills, because I got their quarterback, I got their starting receiver, and I got their defense. I got Zach Ertz in the tenth round, so that's a steal. Shout out to Greggy. Um. All right, let's get to the next topic. That's just fantasy. Yo, when I start talking fantasy, you know it's getting close. It is getting close. I want to say within the two, about two or three weeks away from the NFL, two weeks away from college. Oh, I'm excited for football, man. I can't wait. Uh, But let's get to some basketball before we get to some more football. LeBron James has been in the news lately. Recently just went to the Drew League. I think there was a cancellation in the Pro-Am in Seattle, I think something was going on with the floor. Can't have that. Tatum and, and Braun headline. And you had cats camping out Saturday. And the game the, the game took place on Sunday, but they was camping out Saturday. I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. When you get word, when you're a headliner, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, they canceled it, you know, but like I said, he's been in the headlines as of lately because he just signed a deal. We got an extension with him. So we pretty much got Braun locked in for the next three years. We're in the unusual position because we have one of the greatest players of all time, but on a downslope. You know what I mean? Like he still has he, he got the numbers, though. You know what I'm saying? He got the stats. He's going to eat his amateur. Not to say amateur. Oh, <laughs> His average stat line is just as good as a lot of cats highs. Like, it's crazy, but it's the impact of the game, though. My guy can't play defense like he used to. It's just, it, and, and, and I'm one, I wouldn't consider him ever, like, a super elite defender, but he was able, he was one of the most athletic defenders we've ever seen. Chase down blocks. He can definitely move his feet. Now, I wouldn't say he's not going to stay in front of you, depending on who's dribbling that rock in front of him. Uh, but he's a problem, you know. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But he'll still give you, you know, 25, 8, and 5, or some shit like that. And that's light. That's light for Bron. You know, but we need more of an impact. And I know, like, a lot of fans are being restless at this point because they want they want some moves to be made now. That's why the whole Kyrie thing has been talked about. Um, but one of the things that that has stood out about Braun, or, or at least one of the topics they've been talking about, is that does he have enough? Does he have enough to to become a Laker legend? And, I mean, that's an obvious no. And I want him to be. You know, because it, it's projected that this year that he'll be breaking Kareem's record, which has been up there shit, as long as I've been alive. God damn it. You know what I mean? So for be, topping that is a hell of an accomplishment because how many years we went <clears throat> with that record standing. But a lot of people, when it comes to their 
favorite players, their personal favorite players, if they're not well accomplished, accomplished with when it comes to the rings, that's when they'll push the narrative of the other stats and, and things like that. And that's cool. But at the end of the day, that's not the same conversation that Bron is in. Bron is in a whole totally different situation. You know, Bron is the Bronze, the Kobe's, the MJ's. You can throw the Magic's, the Kareem's, and the Bill Russell's. Those cats right there, that's a whole totally different level right there. That is a different level. And then, I, and then you throw everybody else up under that. You know, maybe, I don't think, I think you throw Shaq in there too. I don't think Curry is going to get that acknowledgement because I don't think they view his dominance as the same as a Shaq's or a Whoop Chamberlain's or something like that. You know, where he was, where they were physically, physically taken over. Um, and, and Steph got a lot of haters. He got a lot of love, but he got a lot of haters too. You know, same with Bron. It's nothing new. Every it, there's no there's no player being you know not being criticized. It's just we know when it comes to the fan base in general and their particular and their personal fan base, it's like it's it's a lot. It's a lot of criticism instead of flowers these days. You know because you know you can credit that to the MJ fans to the Kobe fans. Um, that's just what it is. You're not going to hear much about Magic, but Magic is in that conversation. They never really bring up Kareem, uh, you know, in a discussion because they always think about Mike and LBJ and then Kobe. But I think Kareem should be mentioned. Bill Russell definitely should be mentioned. His name been circling around a lot as of lately because he just passed away. May he rest in peace. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of cats hang their hat on Jordan. I don't. I don't, whether I've seen him the most or not, like, I respect my history. Just because I didn't see it don't mean somebody else didn't. You know what I mean? And for the, for Cass to put up those type of numbers, and I don't even want to talk about, I don't even want to talk about the, the era that they that they stayed in, because obviously, like, I can make fun of both. I think they were a little bit more physical in the 80s and the 90s, and I think the talent-wise always gets better, always gets better. Or whatever, but a lot of these cats had to deal with shit. Soon as they, you know, soon as they left out of that locker room, that could have affected their game. They don't want to bring up that. They don't really care about that because L, uh, MJ never really had to worry about that. He was the poster child. He was the kid. He was a safe one. You know, like how shout out to my shout out to the homegirl Brit Renee. How to, how how she said that Michael Jackson makes safe music to where on both sides everybody agrees. I think that was the same with the other MJ. You know what I'm saying? He was safe for everybody. Um, you know, because there there was somewhat of a division when it came to Magic and Bird. You got the Great White Hope, you know what I'm saying, and then you got Boston versus the L.A., which is two totally different type of atmospheres. Um, and they wanted to see Magic lose, just like we don't care for. Now we respect Bird and all love and due respect to Bird, but as a Celtics, we hated everything, everything about Boston. We hate. You know what I'm saying? We could be cool with you off the court, but on the court, we hate Boston. And some of the niggas we probably hate off the court, too. But, you know, I, I think when it comes to Braun, that's a whole totally different situation that he's in because it's all about the rings. You know, he has been to more finals than Kobe. He has been to more finals than, uh, well, ha yeah, he's been to more finals than, well, obviously, he's been to more finals than MJ. You know, and and they count those against him because he didn't he didn't win them, and boy, if he did, 
<laughs> they would <laughs> a lot of them cats wouldn't be here to defend that. They'd probably have a heart attack by the, by this point. You know what I'm saying? If LBJ, if he had at least three more championships right now, it'd be the world would be different. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, same as Kobe. You know, five out of seven. I think Magic was what five out of nine. You know, so I, I, it's not that we're trying to highlight the 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 L's. It's like we sit up here and talk about. At one point, remember, shout out to the Eagles. I mean, no, not the not even the Eagles. I can't even put them in because even they they been to the Super Bowl. But I remember Chris Paul at one point. He 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 been to the finals once in his life. You know what I'm saying? Western Conference Finals, what two trips? I want to say two, yeah, two trips to the Western Conference Finals, and it's like that's it. You know how difficult it is to get to the finals. How difficult it is to get to the Western Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? I remember when Dame when Dame got there. Hey man, it'd probably be a long time before we see him get back there. You know what I mean? Luca is young, but he got there. It's not the same, though. I mean, it is. Ain't no tell. It's hard to get there. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? So for all for these players that I'm talking about to get to the finals multiple times, obviously has. It's not just them. There probably was a huge part of that reason. You also got to have a team. The coach got to be clicking. Everything got to be clicking. Everything got to fall in line. Every got everything got to fall into place. There's a lot of things that go into it. Matchups, et cetera, et cetera. Injuries, blah, 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 blah. But nonetheless, though, the game goes on and a lot of niggas barely make it to the finals or get to the finals once and never go back or never get to the Western Conference finals. Some cats have a hard time making it to the playoffs. So it's a lot of things that you just got to pay. You got you to gotta respect. You just got to respect that. LeBron James hasn't done uh, enough to become a Laker great because he hasn't done Laker great shit. Yeah, he gave us one chip, and that's cool. I remember talking to, uh, not even talking to, but listening to my cats over there, What Up Though? What Up Though podcast, based out of Detroit, right? And my boy uh, Mike was saying that, um, and, and in some cases it's still not true or whatever, but I understood what he was saying. For, for the most part, I would say it's true. Because he, he's talking about us. He's talking about people that's, that's been watching the game, that's been here. I was born in the 80s. So I, so I get it. I was born into royalty. At that point, that was what? Yeah, that was what our... our uh, we won in 82. Yeah, we won in 82. So I was I was born into royalty, right? But he said that, you know, cities like L.A., I guess, you know, there's, a, there's I guess there's other cities that can, you can throw in a box with this, that we'll never, we'll never understand or fully, well, I don't know the words verbatim, but it was basically like, you know, us would, us winning the championship versus a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves winning the championship or maybe the Indiana Pacers. We wouldn't understand that feeling because, you know, we win so often, or you know what I'm saying, or, you know, the history that we have, you know, we won't be able to cherish it. I don't necessarily believe in that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, because every championship means something different to me. Um, but I, I still understand what he's saying. You know, a kid that was born and raised in Indianapolis 
and the Pacers win the championship, um, that's going to mean a lot to a person that was born in L.A. that, you know, they won the championship the year that he was actually born. You feel me? So I, I, I get it. I get it, you know, and, and the towns are different when it comes to the Midwest, even the South and maybe even back East considered on over here on the West Coast. And I'm not just saying the, the whole West Coast because shit like Oregon and Arizona, it might just be a little bit different, you know, uh, fuck Utah. But, you know, every everything else is like, you know, it, it it's a little bit different over here. Like we have a lot. We got a lot of teams over here, too. We got a lot of successful teams. You know, not just the, not just the, you know, all the way to college. You know, UCLA with basketball, USC with football. You got the Dodgers. You feel me? And then you got the, you got the Kings in, in hockey. You know what I'm saying? The Ducks at one point. So it's a lot of shit that you can get familiar with. You know, or if you want to, if you consider Vegas West Coast, <laughs> that's still a top. But you know, at one point you LV. like they had teams over here. They got a lot of teams over here. Now you got, I mean, and I'm just talking from, from the L.A. standpoint. Uh, West Coast, I don't, like I said, the whole West Coast may not feel that way, but L.A. is different. You know what I'm saying? Even in, if you go up to the Bay Area with the Warriors and Frisco, shit like that, they might have a different type of feel when it comes to their, when it comes to their franchises. Uh, so I understand if you come from the Midwest, the South, or the East Coast, you know, you probably have a, a, a different type of connection with your team. Uh, and that's based off of the ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Raiders fan, so I kind of understand that. But, you know, like I said, it's different because every other state, uh, city or state, does they don't have uh, they don't have what L.A. has or what a New York would have or what a Miami would have or what a Chicago would have, you know. And I, I really want to say New York, Miami, and L.A. because of the nightlife. And just it's a lot of other shit that you can get into besides being stuck with, you know, because a lot of these places don't have shit but a sports team. And then there's a lot of places that don't have a sports team that got to grab on to the next state or whatever they have. You know what I'm saying? If you're from, if you're from Kentucky, there's not a professional basketball team out there so you might have to go with whatever you grew up watching on tv or your or your favorite player or something like that so i get it i get what he was trying to say with that um and obviously you know we're talking about the detroit pistons who their last championship was against us in 04 and prior to that was what in the late 80s you know what i mean so i get it um but to wrap this all up no bron hasn't done enough he hasn't done enough, but I think a second championship would help. A third one would really put him over. But, you know, again, we're watching one of the best that's ever done it on a downslope. And it'll be interesting to see how he ends his career. You know what I mean? Like, what we're seeing with Brady's doing, it's not the same in basketball because, yes, football is a more physical sport, but they're... Yeah, I, I, it's different. It's different. I, I think you need youth on both sides. <laughs> you need youth on both sides. I think, but you can play that quarterback as long as you got a solid arm. You you still got a career ahead of you. You still have a long career ahead of you. So, whereas basketball, hmm, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you can last that long in basketball, getting up in age. And then I want to say the last topic. The last topic. Um, I'm not sure if y'all have been watching the Lakers doc, but you know, between winning time and this doc, yo, everything has been correlating like perfectly. Now you get a little bit more backstory on our our you know previous owner Jerry Bus, which is the the, the founder and. The, I ain't going to say the founder, but he bought the Lakers for dirt cheap and turned it all around. And what we've been saying, this is why, you know, I don't I don't I, I don't sit up there and argue with too many fans about my franchise. And even with other people that's not from L.A. that are Laker fans that argue about the franchise, because literally. Growing up out here, you felt the whole family atmosphere. That's how dope uh, Bus was, is that without me having any knowledge of what was going on, the product that he put on the floor, the roster that he put together felt like a family. You know what I'm saying? The chemistry was that dope. So that still lingers on. Now, you can see, y'all can go watch the documentary for yourself. I think it's only three episodes in, but you you can see a lot of behind the scenes drama that was going on. And let's not be let's not be fake about it. You know, because of the Lakers, who they are, they're going to get highlighted the most. Nobody's going to be that interesting. And and you can make it as interesting as you wanted it to be. But if you ask somebody, would you watch this Laker doc versus watching, you know, this Minnesota Timberwolves doc? We know what y'all going to pick. You know, all the drama is going to be on this side. You can't do nothing without the Laker drama, right? Um, but I think. They showed a, they highlighted the family part to the point where even his actual kids were saying, yeah, he treated Magic like he was his own son. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it was. He took care of his players unless he didn't fully trust you in the beginning. You hear that about James Worthy. So I just want to take this time to say, yo, we got some great content now when it comes to basketball and basketball season not here yet. Basketball season is not here yet, but they're doing a great job. A great job on the dock. Uh, now, before I get out of here, this has been a, a lingering argument for the past couple of years, but more so recently because they don't have anything to talk about on TV. We're not going to sit up here and keep doing this about you know the the Kobe and Shaq era Lakers versus uh, the Golden State Warriors. I'm not even going to do a deep dive into it yet. I'm going to say that for another episode. But just know that's probably it's probably four games to one. That's probably four games to one, Lakers. And I'll have to tell you why on the next episode. Open run with BTG. See y'all next time.